Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. I am your host, Edgar De Jesus, and yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with Mr. John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the Pool Boy Nicholas. Today, we're back. Today, we're trying to get to all those questions that you have sent in so that when you go out in public, you don't want to beat up John for not answering some questions out there. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Blu-ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, Raypack, and Heritage Pool Supply. We want to thank them for their continued support, their continued loyalty, their continued friendship. We appreciate you guys a lot. Mr. Zacharias, good morning. How you doing? Believe it or not, I am in our new building. Yes. And so Monday, it's official. We'll be fully operational and operating out of the new location. So this weekend, I should say, is going to be pretty chaotic getting everything out of the old space and over here because it's always difficult making a move like this because you get to a point where you got to flip the switch. You can't be halfway operating out of one place or the other. It makes it extremely difficult. So this weekend, it is the full transition, bring everything over. So super excited to get in here and be done with this monstrous project. And I'm excited to show the guys they haven't seen it yet. So none of your guys have been over to the new place? A couple have. Some of them I snuck by after work and showed up and then like I just had to check it out. And the feedback's been good overall. But today everyone's bringing their trucks over when they're done with their routes and dropping them off here. And then we'll be driving them back to the old building. And then Monday, everyone's going to show up for work here. That is so freaking cool, dude. Super yeah. excited for you. So, Mr. JJ, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Doing good. Dude, it feels like we're in different rooms and we're supposed to get together I right know. after. It yeah, feels like it every feel Friday, weird. John's over, let's go. Yeah, it does feel I, funny you said that because right before we jumped on, we took our little break before we got on there and I was thinking, I'm like, it's weird that we're doing the podcast this way remote and not doing it in the studio or out there in Texas. But it gets a totally different type of vibe. I mean, that studio is pretty nice and I enjoy sitting down at that studio. Chairs are more comfortable there than they are here. I'm sitting on a little stack of pack outs is what I'm sitting on right here. But I'm doing well, man. It's been a hectic week. Every day brings a new adventure for us. And I sometimes just like marvel at life. And just when you think you got everything kind of run smoothly and you got everything tackled and everything's going well, you just get bombarded with all this crap. You can plan all you want, but 
you just never know. So yesterday, JD and I were running from one end of the valley to the other end of the valley from phone calls from pumps going out, homes are flooding, where heaters are blowing up. Just these things just like, shit, how do you prepare for this? You have no idea that this is going to happen. But thankfully, we're able to get everything done. We left early in the morning yesterday. We're out at 7, and we didn't get home until 8 o'clock, I think, 8 or 8.15. And it was just pedal to the metal the whole time. And God bless Janie, and she's such a trooper, dude, and had a beautiful little smile the whole time. And she's like, all right, let's go. Let's go. What do we need to do next? So we got two trucks, and we're driving and conquering. Fabian's out doing his thing, and we're throwing pulls to him and throwing curveballs to him, but everything just worked out well. And there's no better feeling. You were in the middle of a shit storm all day, right? And you got home unscathed and you weren't shitted on. <laughs> you made it through. You, you successfully dodged everything, made everybody happy, managed to get it all done, not put anything off. And it felt good. It was one of those days where I was just like, yes, this is what I live for. I like this constant, always busy and doing things. And I'm hoping today is going to go as smooth because we got a pretty packed day as well today. That's it. That's awesome. So we miss everybody on Wednesday on the Instagram Live. I drove up to OU to pick up my daughter. She finished her second year up at OU. So it's about a three-hour drive. It takes me about three and a half hours because I stop a couple of times to get bored. So I'm like, yeah, let's pull in here. Ah, another cup of coffee. Anyways, went up there, came back yesterday. Didn't get home till later in the afternoon, but super excited to have her back for the summer. It was interesting because as I was driving through where all the housing is and all that kind of stuff you see all the kids like at the front and you're saying goodbye to everybody and everything is like big long hugs so i'm asking them i'm like they're just all we're ready to go but not for two months they're just ready to keep their social lives going but uh, i do get her for the summer two months isn't it crazy how the perspective of time changes when you get older oh yeah two months <laughs> is like nothing bro. yeah <laughs> but to them it's the world and she's in a sorority. So all the girls, there's like 90 girls in this house and they only get to live in the house one year out of the four years. So they're all living together and these houses are massive, right? So you walk in and there's probably like 20 girls all sitting in the living room, hanging out, watching TV and doing all that kind of stuff. So it was just interesting watching that whole process of, it was like a big hotel checkout, right? Everybody's checking out, but everybody's emotional about it and stuff like that. But they have 50 different plans, right? Oh, we're going to Houston and we're going to Austin and we're going to this concert and we're going to this. They think that they're not going to see each other for two months, but yet they've got all these summer vacation plans. Anyways, but as a father, I got excited because I get her for two months and we'll spend some time with her while she's out here. So I think I'm not going to do the podcast on Friday, guys. I'm going to leave it to both of you for the next eight weeks. So I will teach the intro to Zach. Zach could do the intro. No? That would be the most boring intro ever <laughs> anyways went up there came back so we'll be back next wednesday on our instagram live getting to some of those questions got some exciting podcasts coming up soon so we have uh, ricardo from rate pack he's going to be coming down he's going to be doing the heater class in spanish right after that we have alicia that's going to be coming down and doing some more education for the Pullman university she's got three more classes that she's going to add on to that and then we're going to have her on the podcast and then after that guys we have the pool guy and pool girl of the year that are going to be coming out to texas super excited about that one 
And believe it or not, we are six weeks away from opening nominations for the Pool Nation Awards, guys. That's wild. Dude, time flies, man. Time flies. We were just talking about that. It's like, just not yeah. enough. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> and before that, we're talking about we got the nomination, and then which means the awards are right around the corner. And then right before that, what do we have? We have our Women's Networking Summit. Oh, dude. And guys, we have 54 women already registered. We can hold 100. We opened up. What day did we open up? Was it Wednesday? It was a couple of days ago. Yeah, a couple of days ago. Wednesday that we opened up? Wednesday morning. And in two days, we got 54 women signed up. And we've got women coming from Salt Lake, from New York, California, all over the place is where they're coming from. Let me tell you, you know what the date is, right? It's August 25th. (laughs) A little inside joke there. Zach has no idea what you're talking about because he didn't listen to us live that day. As a matter of fact, I got to tell a story real quick before we get going. I'm out to lunch with my BDR with SCP, Henry, good guy, and with Jack's Magic, and we're sitting there having a conversation, and we're talking, and we're going through a couple things. He wanted to talk to me about a couple, some of the product or whatever, just normal chit-chat. But I was talking about the women's networking event, and as I'm talking about it and speaking about it, Janie, she goes like this. They ask, oh, when's the women's networking event? And then I went and I paused for a second, and Janie goes, yeah, John, what day is it? And I go... (laughs) August 25th, babe. I go August 25th. I know exactly what day it is and I'm never going to forget it. (laughs) That was pretty funny. Here's the problem, John, is every time that you say the date, there's like a pause. The wheels have to turn in your head before you spit it. Well, I need to know. I just need to make sure I'm right. I'm like, dude, yes, for sure. You just need to go August 25th. John, I could spit that out from the top of my head like really fast now. John's anniversary, August 25th. Yeah. He's got two, the 31st yeah. and the 25th. Yes, so, exactly. you know, so uh, I can, when you say it, John, you have this I little do. pause I that do. makes it feel like you have to think hard. So you need to work on your delivery. No, as I get old, remember, I'm telling you, I'm like a VHS tape, dude. I like rewrite over things and I have to actively tell my brain that, hey, this information is very important and I need to store it in a place that I can go back and I can retrieve it. But my brain works a little slow and sometimes I have to go, okay, great. This is stored in this area and I need to go back and get the file and find the date. And then you're making it worse, John, because if I asked you what the ideal pH was, you would just be able to go boom and say it right off the tip of your tongue. True. But I say anniversary and you go August 25th. Yeah, there's a pause. Yeah. There's I'm a, gonna and, get better and what happens it. is when there's a pause, you lose credibility. Yeah. Zach, what's your anniversary? May 21st. See? Boom. Pop. It's just all in the delivery, John. Like process. You got to upgrade that processor chip so it goes back into that spot, pulls that information. You made out my heart her. stop for a minute. I know, dude. I was like, dude, I was, I was thinking, I go, dude, Edgar, that's cold, bro. I go, you put him on the spot like that. John, I was trying to actually give you pitch one underhand to you because if he forgot. Yeah, it'd make me look great. You were going to look golden. Oh, dude, you were going to be like, Janie was going to be like, that's what I'm talking about right there. But. All right, before I jump on here and say a couple of things, I want to give a couple of shout outs out here. Janie, good morning. We're not having you on the podcast. We had you on the host last week. You guys are supposed to be here. Crazy times. Michael, first response. Dynamics, dual, what's going on? What part of Texas? So we are in Prosper, Texas, which is pretty much kind of like Dallas. We're about 25, 30 minutes away from there. 
Michael is going, weren't we just in Vegas a few weeks ago? And that is exactly where it feels like. Now, I will tell you this, Michael, we're going to be doing the classes at the international show, which are actually going to be like that Sunday before. And I know that last time, obviously, like he flew in that afternoon, went to the awards. And I think he either took a red eye or took the very first flight out at the morning at five or six and boom, was back to work the next day. Get that. Oh, Michael saying May 4th over here. So see, even he knows his anniversary over there, Michael. (laughs) The question, Michael, is did you do it just so that you could say May the 4th be with you? I think that's why he did it, John, so you could remember that. Anyway, so Michael, we have an expectation that you're going to go spend that Sunday with us. So just to let you know, we're calling you out here in front of everybody. Jeanette, big shout out to you. Glad to see you on here. We need to get together. I need that magazine. I need to finish my picture frame for the back of my wall. So 5 a.m. flight home that day. LOL. Yep. So I remember he went back at 5 a.m. and was already back on his route at 8. Zach lost his video feed. Did you see that? He got the date wrong, and Leslie went in there. And she cut Leslie the feed called. And yeah. Eating. I mean, it was a big old welt. He was calling Leslie, going, hey, I said this date. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. I said, have the date, please. He's going to be all like, bloody, hey, didn't like it. He's all like, Leslie's going to come in yelling and throwing stuff, and he's yeah. going to be dodging from side to side. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, everybody out there, go down and download the Poolman University app. I do want to thank all of our users that are coming into that platform. Believe it or not, guys, you know that the app just continues to absolutely blow my mind between the people that we have using the app, between using the web, because obviously you can log in through the Poolman University. Guys, we are at about 2,300 people using the app and the platform already. So big, huge shout out out there to all of you guys that are part of that, that are supporting that. For those of you that are listening to this for the first time, go down to the Pullman University. You can download the app on Apple Store, right? I didn't say the Apple Store. I said Apple Store. Google Google Play. Play. I should have said the Google Play. (laughs) You can download it from the Google Play Store, and you guys can register. We have about 14 different courses on there. We just added a boards class for John, which John, I sent you the screenshot. Did you see that one had almost 1,100 views already? No. I sent you a screenshot on the WhatsApp. Uh Oh. It has gone nuts. When did we release it? Monday? We released it, I think, on Monday, right? Yeah. So on one, we got 1,100 playthroughs. That's pretty cool, man. 1,100 already. And then that was, I checked that on Wednesday before I left. I think I sent you the screenshot. For the bro rates. For the bro rates. And uh, we uploaded a interviewing one as well. And that one had about 780 something playthroughs already when I was kind of looking at those. So that is absolutely amazing. So anybody download the Pooling University app, be part of the Pool Nation family. Mr. Breakfield, big shout out to you out there, brother. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is Raypack has a current rewrite right now, especially through Heritage. For those of you that are not signed up for the Heritage Loyalty Rewards Program, sign up because you get credit back to your account for every purchase that you make. And an example, Raypack heaters are a tech product there. So you get an extra rebate on top of that. I think the total rewards on it is like 350. I think Raypack gives you 200 and I think you're getting 150 from the pool tech members. So get out there. It's limited time. We're putting out the podcast. It gets put out a week later. So I think it's till the end of the month, I believe. But anyways, 350 bucks. It's $350. You know what? Let me grab the paper. That's awesome. It is 350. I just put one in. 
so you get the $200 counter rebate or instant rebate from Raypack. And then for being part of the Heritage Pool Tech, you get an additional 150 bucks on top of that. So it's a $350 rebate, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. And when we're talking dollar amount, that's a significant double digit discounts. It's badass. And that money goes straight into your pocket. Absolutely. And it goes until offer valid through May 31st or while supplies last. So get out there, go get those Ray Pack via heaters, install those bad boys. The other thing that I want to talk about is that we are going to be doing a boot camp out at the International Pool and Spa Show. Pay attention. I think registration might open around June 1st. We'll have some details here within the next two weeks, but we are going to be doing some hands-on training on the Pool Nation boot camp. We're going to be doing a pump class. We're going to be doing a heater with a Ray Pack. Variable speed pump is going to be Aquastar. Raypack is going to do the heater. And then we're doing a automation class. We're trying to partner with a couple of people. But you know what? If we don't get anybody to partner with us, John, Zach, and I have already discussed it. We are going to roll with our own. And I'll be honest with you guys. I'm actually looking forward to us teaching that class. So looking forward to it. We're also going to be doing some of the Pool Nation boot camps. And here's what we're going to be doing. And we're rolling this out. And that is that we are going to start to, and we're rolling some of these things out, so just keep paying attention. But what's going to happen is for those people that go take those certifications, they will get, and we will roll out the Cool Nation numbers for the people that get certified and go through those trainings right there. We'll talk about that a little bit more in detail in the next couple of podcasts. You want to say something, John? No, no. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. And then the other thing that we talked about briefly here is that we have the women's networking event that's going to be held August 25th. Summit. What did I call it? Networking event. Yes, it is a summit. It is a summit. You're absolutely correct. It is a women's summit. We can hold up to 100 women at the summit. We already have 54 women registered, and that was opened up on Wednesday. So any women that are out there listening, go out, go to Pool Nation. You're going to see it says 2023 Women's Summit. Click on that. You'll be able to register from there. Spaces are limited and they are running out. Guys, I got through all my housekeeping stuff here. I tried to go as quick as I can. You guys ready to roll with this podcast? Not sure. We'll find out. Yeah, sure. So John, Janie asked us, you and me, a question on the last podcast. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to get Zach's thoughts on it. So we don't have to answer this question, but Zach, we wanted to ask you a quick question that Janie asked us. And so it's a little bit of a two-part question. Let me go to the question. Ready? So how do you approach risk-taking and decision-making as a business owner? And what have been some of the most important lessons you've learned along the way? So it's a two-part question. How do you approach risk-taking and decision-making as a business owner? What are your thoughts on that? I'm a little overboard with that because everything I think about, whenever I'm thinking about doing something, adding something, changing something, whatever it is, my mind automatically goes, what's the risk? It's something really natural with me. I mean, I'm sure you guys have gathered that from the conversations we've had, but just the simplest things is like bringing in a product. Okay, what happens if we spill it? How do we handle it? How do we transport it? What's the PE required? So my mind is always thinking like that. And what was the second part? The second part was what have been some of the most important lessons you've learned along the way? Okay, yeah. And I think this is an important question because 
the downfall of the way my mind works is that I often tend to get too in the weeds and you get in a position where you're over planning and you're not executing. So I find myself a lot of times where I have this idea, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to roll it out, but what's the plan? And I find myself just months and months and notes and planning and this and that. And it's at a certain point, it's you either do it or you don't. You've got to make that decision, that calculated decision on whether this is a good move or a bad move. So to me, the most important lesson that I've learned in order to keep moving the business forward and keep progressing is to not get locked up trying to overplan these things. That was an important one for me. It has come to my attention. By the way, let me backtrack here for just a second. Zach, I think that's, you say that's one of the things that you deal with, but I think that's also one of your strengths. I think one of your strengths is really to grab something and be able to dissect it into 50 different things and look at different angles and stuff like that. I think that's one of the key things that allows you to be successful is really a lot of that analytical part where you try to look at it from five different angles. With that said, something has been brought to my attention. Uh Uh-oh. Something has been brought to my attention about May 20th. Uh-oh. What's May 20th? Uh-oh. What's May 20th? No, nobody knows what May 20th is? No idea. Nothing? Doesn't ring a bell. Oh. I think I'm going to be... Vente um, de Mayo? Vente de Mayo. Vente de Mayo. Vente yeah. de Mayo. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think my niece is graduating. Your niece is graduating? Yeah. So, Zach, should I say what it is? Yeah. It's John's birthday, baby. Careful. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Jesus Christ. Dude, I thought you were going to say it was my anniversary. Right. No. No, You're the 21st, right? (laughs) You took four, Zach. You're the only shit I was on by day. (laughs) He's freaking out. He's freaking out. Mr. JJ, should we sing happy birthday today, Zach, or should we leave it for the next podcast? Oh, come on. We got to do it on the 20th. On the twentieth. Wait, is the twenty? Wait, let me check the dates here. The twentieth is. Oh, the problem is the twentieth is a Saturday. So John, we'll have to sing Happy Birthday to you next Friday if that's okay. Oh boy. Okay. Remember the last one? Was it the Marilyn Monroe one? Oh, or was that? Yeah. Oh, that was brutal, bro. I'm still scarred by it. So I think I might have that here. Let me see if I could play it. Don't oh, you no, dare. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So, bro, I'm sure I'll remember that day because I have you in my Google calendar, but that happy yeah. birthday, bro, in advance. And so how old are you going to be? You don't want to talk about that? I'm trying to figure it out. In my 40s. In your 40s. I'll All be right. in my 40s. Look at that. Michael's on the 30th. Nice. That's pretty cool. So, John, you are going to be 45. I'm 45. 45. So oh, more man. like 48, but I'm going to say 45. 45 works. 45 works. Okay. <laughs> Look at Zach. Zach's going, what are you taking years off for? What's Wasn't right? it just going on? your 40th birthday? Dude, I'm old. Dude, look at me. Do you have a picture of what I look like two years ago? I do. Show I it. I do. This is a screwed up story. You guys have aged me <laughs> badly. <laughs> I do look old now, dude. I can pass for 50, I think. That's it was old. funny because... We were working on some video stuff and some video content. So we're obviously talking to Kevin and Kevin's kind of going through looking at some of the stuff to edit some of the stuff. And then Kevin sends me a message. He goes, I sent him a screenshot of a WhatsApp of Instagram live that John and I did. And I sent it over and, and Kevin's like, man, John looked really young then. 
And I'm like, dude, that was only like two, two and a half years ago. <laughs> dude, it's scary. <laughs> and it's funny, John, because it's true. You looked really young in that picture. Oh, I don't know what it was, but you looked really young. Yeah, I'm bad. So, I'm bad. I'm trying to see if I found it. I think it might have been the beard. You were growing out your beard. It made you look a lot younger. And then that was the filter. Bring it up to the screen. Closer. Look at how young he looks, Zach. You see that? Look at I that. I see someone else who looks young, too. Exactly, so, right? That's pretty crazy. So Kevin's <laughs> on here. Big shout out to our boy, Kevin. Thanks so much for hooking us up and taking care of us, Kevin. <laughs> Big shout out. I All right, so let's beard. continue here. Let me find one more question here, and then we'll take a word from our sponsors, and then we will come back. Let's see here. Let's do this one. How do you balance the financial side of your business with the creative and strategic aspects of running it? So who wants to go first? I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's more of like, how do you handle the financial side? And then obviously from the strategic aspect, when you have to, like an example, you, Zach, you're at a stage where you knew that you needed to move into a new building. There's a financial investment that you have to do in order to do that. But from that strategic aspect, how do you handle that financial decision? Because it's one thing to go, okay, we're going to level up the pool boys. And in order to do that strategically, this is what we want to do. But how do you handle the financial side of it? And at what point do you make that, that risk or that leap? I think it almost falls hand in hand with the previous question when it comes down to like risk taking and when you being creative, it's just another word for it. Being creative is trying something different, which in essence is really taking a risk. When I talked about it last week, I think they are separate. They need to be separate, but they go hand in hand. I don't know if that makes sense, but it does. No matter what you do, your finances, your structure, Every decision you make needs to be well thought out and can't just be willy-nilly, let's just throw it on the wall and see what happens. So that's where the structure comes into play and whether any decision that you make or any, more importantly, any risk that you take is financially sound. You are willing to or you are able to absorb if it fails. So you have to look at two scenarios. We get caught up sometimes when we take a risk and go, oh my God, but if this works, it's going to be like, okay, but what if it doesn't work and what's the cost associated with it? And are you financially capable to take on that risk and assume it's going to fail? And then if it, if you succeed with it and if it pans out, then you reap the reward from it and you go from it. I think anybody who's going to make any decision needs to take that into consideration when taking any risk. There's only one situation where you don't take that into consideration, and I spoke about that last week, is that if you are running a successful business, you're doing you're doing well, right? Your finances are where it needs to be, and you have a sound business, it is not worth taking a risk that can bankrupt you or can financially destroy you as a company. Why would you take that risk? That's where you take that risk analysis. It just doesn't make sense. Sometimes you're put in a position as a company where you're bleeding out, and if you don't do something about it, eventually it's going to lead to your demise and you're going to lose regardless. In those situations, that's where you can take a risk that it's like the inevitable is happening, I can see it coming, the doors are gonna close in a year from now, the way we're operating is unsustainable because I've done my due diligence and understand that, hey, I just cannot, we're unsustainable right now, 
something has to give. We need to do something in order to turn this around. So in those situations, you're allowed to take an extra risk or the, where the risk can be detrimental to your business, but it is critical to take that risk. Otherwise, you're just delaying the inevitable. Does that make sense? You have to just be very careful. You just can't go willy-nilly with anything and just say, hey, look, I'm going to try this, 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 I'm going to try this. It's like taking one step forward, two steps back, one step forward, two steps back, one step forward, two steps back, and you're not making progress in the long run. I talk about this all the time. Don't you step over a dollar to pick up a penny. You have to think long-term. Every decision you make as a business owner isn't the win now. Like when it comes down to taking care of a customer, doing something for a customer, yeah, okay, if you're screwing somebody over and you're going to make a good amount of money on one deal, are you taking into consideration the impact that might have on your company's reputation down the line or future business with that client down the line? Make an exception for a client right now where you're giving a little bit here, but in the long run, it's going to turn into X amount of dollars. So we always think long term. I talked about it when it comes down to lifetime value of a customer those types of things, not just how much money can I make on them right now, but how much money if I build a solid relationship based off integrity, trust, what can we, because this pool's always going to be in their backyard. They're always going to need help and maintenance. How do we build that relationship so that now we turn this into a, a long-term relationship with that customer? And that's my take on it. And I think you just have to be very careful. Sometimes you get a little too creative and you start taking these unnecessary risks for no reason. In return, it ends up chipping away and then you end up 15 feet further back than where you started a year ago. And then that is defeating and that is a cause for panic, right? And that's where shit gets real and that's where people lose out. What do you think, Zach? I'm going to second everything you said. And I think when you first start your business, like you have to take risk and you don't have a lot of data to go off of. You can do as much planning and strategizing as you can, but you really don't have a lot of data to go off of. And then, like John said, if something's bleeding out money and you have a pulse on your business and you realize this, then you've got to do something to get out of that. And I think for me, I wouldn't say don't take risks because we absolutely take risks. This building's a risk. Anything can happen tomorrow to change the game for us. But whenever I'm thinking about making a decision, whether that's a vehicle purchase, moving a location, adding a service, I always, and like I said earlier, I always think of the downside. And that's exactly what John was saying. Like too many people get caught up with the hope and fail to look at, okay, if this doesn't go the way as planned, how am I going to get out of this situation and switch directions quickly? And so I'm completely weird with contracts and even leases. I'm the person that I read every word. I read it six times, 37 pages. I try to understand it. But at some point, you got to sign the lease, right? You either sign it or you don't. You got to get to that point. You can't just sit there and read it for six months and not make a decision. But I try not to take a risk on anything that's going to put me in a position that I can't dig the company out of. And I don't know how many people I've talked to that are selling a route or selling a business. And I get excited at first. This could be a great opportunity for us to expand. And I start having the discussions and asking the questions. And a lot of times, if it's just not there 97% of the way, it doesn't make sense. And there's some what ifs that are lingering in there, then I'm not going to do it. 
touch again. I talked about this last week as well, but, and then there's another portion of it where, and we say this before, Zach, paralysis by overanalysis, right? And sometimes there's an opportunity that is there. And if you are a trailblazer or you are a visionist and you can, you can see this coming, sometimes if you wait too long, you miss the train as well too. And timing is hypercritical when it comes down to taking risks or doing something differently. If the timing is wrong, then a great plan or a great idea would have been a massive success maybe six months ago, but is an absolute failure today or a dud today or vice versa, where it could be in six months maybe is the right time to do it and not right now. So that's the beauty of what we do here. And that's why it's so fun to talk about it. And there's no right or wrong answer, really. There's a baseline and there's some guardrails that every business owner should keep in mind and should put in place, but it all really depends on the situation and what it is. And you have to be a master at analyzing what the benefits will be or the reward will be versus what the costs will be. I think a big key to what you're saying there is the key to being the successful trailblazer is to always be ready for the opportunity that's not currently there. Yes. Because you wait and then the opportunity comes up and you're crunching to figure out if this is going to work. Can I make this work? This ship is sailing. I either need to do it or I don't. But if you're doing your Have that 10, 25, 30, 50K in the bank, right? Yes. There for an opportunity like this so that you can take that risk and not, oh shit, I need to do it now. And I wasn't prepared for it. I got to borrow right. all this money. Yeah, and exactly. High and then now you're and... even putting yourself in even more of a risk for yourself. That is a great point, Zach. Yeah. Be prepared. Great. Hey guys, let's do this. Let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will continue our conversation. The Hyper Pole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. 
Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation live podcast as the cameras kind of flicker on right away as everybody's waiting until the last second to come on live. So anyways, a big shout out to Kevin. Kevin reached out to me and said, hey, Edgar, your audio doesn't sound as strong. Anyway, so I'm trying to work on that, trying to... I sent you a message, but you ignored me. That's why well, I said the well, echo. So is it... On the- Kevin beating up on us through you all the time about this. So it's not really you attacking us about the audio. True. It is Kevin. Kevin behind the scenes saying, because Kevin is the mastermind that has to deal with it all after we're done. Right. Yeah. So you could say it. He has to put up with your crap when it's bad <laughs> audio. So that's why when I came on and you sounded really echoey, I was afraid of Kevin calling me and just letting me have it. So you that's why I was going. Edward, I was, I was going. You're Mike. That sounds like crap. Yeah, does my Mac sound like Yeah, it's you. Oh, I sound amazing. Wow, it's really weird because from my side, I sound really good. So Kevin's probably going to hate me for this podcast. Kevin, I do apologize. But by the way, thanks for telling me, guys, before we went live, that my microphone sounded like... You know, it sounded sounded great until you went live. John told you. Really? It was weird. Yeah. I said it immediately, and then I sent you a message. Look at the phone. So let's do this. Let's ask one more question. I know, John, that you have an appointment. So let's jump in, do one more question. And as I say, I'm not going to speak a lot here. I'm speaking a lot. I'll ask one more question. We'll take our last word from our sponsors and <laughs> we'll take our final thoughts. So let me jump back over. Let me get that question and let's see here. How do you build a strong team and culture within your business? And what role does leadership play in that process? Who wants to go first? That's the million dollar question right there. I'll start. You can beautify it at the end for me. I think this is one of the like the key things to growing 
a big successful company and it's the missing piece that everyone's trying to figure out. And it's something that I feel like is constantly changing. Two years ago, a lot of the tactics or thought, there's a lot of core principles that are true through and through till the end of time. But I think one of the things that I've learned is to be more engaging at I don't want to say like a lower level, but like a more personal one-on-one level. And a lot of times it's easy even for me to get caught up in like trying to run the business and do things and tuck away. Or in the case of the building, like I haven't really been present for weeks. And I can tell there's a difference in the culture and just the vibe of the team when I'm not there in the mornings participating in the talks and things like that. So as a, you grow into a leader, I think it's super important that you're constantly engaging with your people and your team and being present and taking part in all that. And what was the second part of that question? The second part of the question was, what role does leadership play in that process? I think leadership's like huge role. And uh, like I said, I'm still on my journey to become a better leader and I'm constantly listening to audiobooks and things like that and trying to educate myself. But uh, like John talks about, love the different love leaders and things like that and being a manager. And there's a big difference between all of it. And you want to be a manager, but you also have to be a leader. And that ties into exactly what I'm saying, like having those building those relationships on more of a personal emotional level, and everyone is different. So you have to address everyone differently. But I think a lot of it is caring about what people have going on and not just being like that manager that's, oh, we've got to get this done. You need to get out there. Like you need to complete these tasks, X, Y, Z, and really relating with your people on a personal level. John, what do you got? First of all, you make me smile every time you bring up something that I said two, three years ago. I love you, Zach. (laughs) I'm learning, bro. Are you listening, bro? Look, and it's true. You are hundred percent right. And this is the million dollar, the billion dollar question right here. And I've tried to answer this question multiple times and it's hard. You can't. And I've said this before where I wish we could just say, here it is. This is exactly as the blueprint, exactly what you need to do. Here's a book, put it out there and I'll become a billionaire because we solved it. It's not that easy. It really isn't. And that's why it's not, that's like the beauty of what we do almost. And the reason why it's not easy is one thing, and the thing we have to remember as managers, as leaders, as bosses, as fathers, as husbands, as wives, as whatever you want to call it, however it may be, is, and it doesn't matter what industry you're in, and I might sound like a broken record, but the one thing we all have in common is we deal with people, and we need to understand that, that there's different types of people out there, but no person is the same. Everybody has a different things that motivate them, things that make them tick, things that upset them, things that make them happy. And it is a very frustrating thing sometimes as a manager, as a boss, to think that you have to cater to those things. But the only way you're going to be wildly successful in anything that you do is when you treat people like people. As a manager or as a boss or as a business owner, every company should have a foundation or a baseline. These are things, I don't care if you're blue, black, purple, white, yellow, girl, boy, transgender, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. This is the rules. These are the things, this is the standard SOP. These are the procedures. These are the things that need to happen. 
And then from there, that is like the minimum that needs to take place in order to run a successful business is to have structure, follow up and accountability. You need to have that in order to be successful. And then from there, what's going to take you from good to great or to amazing or to the best is how you treat people accordingly. And you can't treat one person the same as the other. And that opens up another can of worms as a business owner too, because then now you're looking at it like, hey, am I playing favoritism with this one or you're treating this person that way and not treating me like this? And It's pretty hairy. It's not an easy track to navigate, right? Or a path to navigate, but that's the beauty of it. What Zach was talking about is what I said. I haven't talked about this in a long time is like when you're leading people, you need to decide what type of leader you're going to be or what type of manager you're going to be or what type of boss you're going to be. And I think there are three types. This is what I've come up with. And this is what I preach. There are three types of leaders or managers or people in this world or bosses in this world. There is the feared manager or leader. There's a feared one. And that person rules with an iron fist and they get results. But unfortunately, what ends up happening is those results are temporary because over time, because you are dealing with people and not machines and they have feelings and they have lives and the way you treat them affects them. And if they don't feel appreciated, what ends up happening is they start to revolt and they will eventually, you'll get short-term results immediately because people fear for jobs or They don't want to lose their job or they're thinking that, oh, if I do this, I'm going to get this from them. But that feared leader is never somebody that you look forward to working with or that you want to work for and you want to do things for. So those results are short term, but you're going to have a lot of turnover and you're going to have a lot of issues. And turnover is a cost that small companies don't take into consideration. Big companies know that's like the biggest thing. Turnover costs $50,000 to bring an employee on, hire them, go through the process and do all the shit that you got to do just let them go in six months or three weeks because it didn't work out. So you can be that feared leader. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you can be that love leader. And the problem with being that love leader is one, you got everybody that thinks you're there, your friends might listen to you and they might do things for you. You know what I mean? But eventually what ends up happening when you have to actually get action done or do things, the problem is that they end up taking advantage of that you're friends with them, not necessarily your boss. And when you have to hold somebody accountable, when we talk about the follow-up and holding people accountable, they look at it like, why are you mad at me? Or why are you making me do that? I thought we we're buddies. And then eventually they start to hate you, right? Because they think that now all of a sudden you guys aren't friends or whatever it may be. And that is the problem with the love leader. So as a business owner, I think you need to find somewhere in between. And that's the journey that we talk about. And that is the ultimate spot that you want to be at as a boss or as a leader. And that is the respected leader. And if you're respected, then everything really falls into place where people respect you. So they don't want to do wrong to you. People respect you, right? And they, in essence, they appreciate you and they love you in a way because you treat them correctly. So it's the journey to find the respected leader and how do you become that respected leader? And that's the tough part, but the blueprint is out and it's easy. And it's as simple as be fair with your people, be 
understanding of their lives and their needs as well as the company's needs. Explain why you need to do things, right? Sometimes you feel like as a leader that I don't need to have a conversation because I'm the boss. You just need to do it. That's the reason why. Sometimes they don't grasp what it is that we have to deal with or why we have to come to these decisions and how it impacts not only them, but it impacts you and their fellow employees and other things and why you do things and take that extra time to treat them with respect and not just tell them, do it because I told you to do it. And if you don't do it, you're fired or whatever it may be. And then when you say you're going to do something, just do it and follow through with it. And that's how you become a respected individual. And there's a lot of people in this world that I might not agree with, but I respect because they're true to who they are. When they say who they are, what they do it, and they don't maliciously go after anybody or try to hurt anybody or just be an asshole to them. So it, it is the ultimate question, man. And as a business owner, I think that's the struggle and that's the battle that we fight. And that's what I try to do every single day. And I find myself, and you will find yourself as well, teetering, tottering. As long as you're in the middle, going a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, back and forth. Sometimes you have to be that feared leader a little bit. Sometimes you have to be that love leader. And then when you do that, that compromise is being respected because you can't be one extreme or the other extreme. You have to be a little bit of both. And then that's how you become that respected leader. And then once you can accomplish that, once you can become that with your people, and not just business-wise, but just in life in general, with the people you conversate with, the people you meet, your friends, your kids, your family, that's why that is the difference. That is the ultimate key. If you can become that, then you've arrived. When's the book coming out? The Respected Leader by JJ Flawless. But it is, man. And I apply that with everything in my life, with my kids, with my wife. It's the same thing too. Look, man, I kitty back and forth, but we are a traditional family, right? And the way we do things and stuff like that. But I feel everything I get from my children or that I get from my wife is earned, not just because of the actions and because of what I do also. It's a give-give both ways with everything. And when it comes to your employees, the same exact thing too. It's not just a give-take or a give-give or however you want to look at it. It needs to be mutual, man. And if you can build that relationship with the people that work for you, I promise you they will lay on the sword and die for you. Because that is a very rare thing to come across in this world to find people that are just straight up and that you can truly respect and say, you know what, shit, he might be a, he might be an asshole, you know what I mean? But I respect this guy. I'm going to do it because I know he takes care of me. And it's like doing the thing of just like money. We talked about money before. And think of relationships almost, not to oversimplify them, but think of them like a bank account, man. You, before you go to your employees and take a withdrawal, every time you ask them to do something above and beyond or go to do things or to help you out, you're making a withdrawal, man. But if you're not making deposits into that bank account, then you have nothing to withdraw from them. And you can't expect to have anything to withdraw from that person in your relationship. Emotionally, if I have to lean on my wife or my kids or a friend for something, and I've been nothing but a prick to them, and I haven't been there for them or whatever, how dare me even try to ask for that or expect it or to get mad if I don't get it back from them or they say no to me, if I've never made those deposits into their account. It's fascinating, dude. And this is a constant battle every single day. And that's what at least what we try to do or I try to do with everybody that I come into contact with in my life. I think everything you just said, I'm sitting here and I'm taking notes and it's 100%. And I was listening to something, I think it was a book or something. I heard something very interesting that I want to add because it stuck with me. And it was just a different perspective on your HR side of things, like your culture and your employees and leadership and things like that. And 
we need to, I feel like after hearing this, it said you should look at your HR center as a profit center, the same way that you would look at like your sales department or something like that. And I think a lot of times we neglect that side of the business because again, this is a huge question. This is a lifelong lesson that we'll always be learning and it can be oftentimes super overwhelming. But if we're not investing the time to learn these things and try new things and just get some sort of a handle on it, the benefits that will come from investing your time into your people and invest in their training, invest in their education. It's not all about the dollar amount you throw at them. That's a big part of it, but giving them opportunities for their professional development to be better at what they do. So I think there's a lot of things to unpack here. And I think that's a lot of good stuff. And then, like John said, putting up the bumpers, like you have to have some structure. You have to have accountability. And people need to have something that they can gauge their performance and their progress off of. If you just set someone free and say, here's the job, go do it. And they don't ever have that feedback or there's no, no lane for them to stay in. And they're constantly wandering out and getting in trouble or whatever for it. They have no way of feeling like they're progressing or even seeing how they're progressing. I'm sorry, Edgar, one more point real quick that I wanted to say, and that is a brilliant point talking about looking at your HR department or HR as like a profit center. I wouldn't even take it further and say it's probably one of your most profitable, if not your most profitable portion of your business, because I say this, I'll say it again. Look, you are only as good as the people that work for you. Your people are an extension of your company. I don't give a shit how great you are as a technician or how great you are as a salesman or whatever it may be. If you have a team of people that work for you, if your people suck or your people aren't good at what they do or you're losing people or you can't retain them and can't hold them and they're going out there doing a shitty job, it will destroy you as a company. You are only as good as the people that work for you. And if you hire the right people, then what that results in as far as like profit wise is it's, it's hard to really put a number on it. Imagine like for those of you that have ever had employees and had multiple employees, imagine that. Remember that one employee that was just like a superstar, right? Imagine if you could have a hundred of them and where your company could be. And it's always a constant battle of trying to find those types of employees. But I want to take it again, even a little bit further and say, Hey, look, there will always be those superstars out there, right? And if you get lucky enough to get a hold of them and find them, self-starters, self-initiators, right? People that are hungry and that are just great at what they do and just want to be the best at what they do no matter what. And in any environment, they thrive. There are superstars out there. And sometimes we get lucky, but we confuse that and where we think that we're the result of that or the cause of that. You know, those are just some people that are like that. Like for me, it doesn't matter where you put me in. I could be cleaning toilets. I could be a trash man. I could be a gardener. I could be a, a whatever it may be. If I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer, I believe that with me, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it hundred percent. I don't give a shit about what anybody else thinks. I'm doing it for me because that's just my attitude. But the reality is there are so many people out there that can be made into those types of people as well, or at least getting close to it. And that's where we become as leaders. It's our job to help sculpt them or shape them into that because something happened to that person or something caused them to become that or whatever it may be. And usually the people that we're working with are people that are younger or newer or don't have as much life experience and that they need mentors or respected bosses or people or great leaders in their lives to help show them their potential you know, or what they can become. And it's our job to unlock that potential and to help them get to that, whatever that potential may be. And there's another thing I say too, is everybody has their potential. 
and don't try to beat them, try to make them any more than what they can be. It's our job to realize what that is. Like if somebody hates to work with their hands or hates or is petrified talking to people and they don't want to do it, it doesn't matter. Even if you think you get a little better, they might get better at that skill, but they'll never love it. That's not them. That's what they do. They have a potential there. And that's not the person you want your customers walking into and talking to because that's not what they do well in. But they're amazing at bookkeeping or inventory, or they like to get their hands dirty and do this and do that. Our job is to find those people and analyze what they're capable of find out what their potential is and what they're the best at, and then work with them on that portion of it, right? And get them there. Well, I don't know, dude, we could talk about this for 15 hours. I got to go, but we got to talk about this for 15 <laughs> hours. This is the fun stuff, man. I'm trying to be nice over here. My mic sounds terrible. So I'm biting my tongue not to jump in and say something. Anyway, guys, let's do this. Let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will get some final thoughts. The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing needs 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. 
Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. John, did you see that video I sent you? No. On Instagram? I did it, but I think I saw what you're talking about with the Aquastar filter on it. Isn't that amazing? It's awesome, dude. I'm trying to forward it over to Zach, but for some reason, my phone's acting up here. Let me see if I could send it over. There you go. Zach, the Pool Boys, I just sent it to you, Zach. It's absolutely amazing, and that is... So you start to see when something's making that progress, right? Well, it's yeah, very, very crystal clear. And for everybody listening, I'll share what it is. I was on Instagram and I was going through and somebody posted a, what seems to be like a new build, right? It's like a completely new pad and it's all Jandy equipment, but it's an Aquastar pipeline filter. And so we've seen the progression of that filter come into the market and start to take place. And there, there's a lot of things with the filter, right? It's a smaller footprint. People think bigger is better and everything that they put behind it. So it just hit me right then and there when I was watching that video, the dominance that they're starting to have with that filter. It makes me jump for joy because what do we talk about it at the training, what we did at Western Show, right? I sat there and I preached for like 20 minutes when we were doing the filter training and we're saying, hey, look, we need to break the mold here. Think the days of as service professionals when we go into a backyard, we're being trusted to give the customer the best solution, period. And we've been trained over the years that, hey, look, I'm going into a pad or I'm looking at it and there's a whisper flow pump there. I need to replace it with a whisper flow or an IntelliFlow. Or if there is a Jandy pump, I need to replace it with a Jandy pump and I can't put something else in or a Hayward or vice versa or whatever it may be because it's easier for me because I don't have to do a little bit of replumbing and I don't have to do an elevation change or this pumps or whatever and I might have to reroute this or do that or however it is, you know, or the same thing when it comes down to a heater or a filter. Our job as the professional back there is to offer the best solution to the customer. And if there's a product out there, regardless of whether it's Aquastar or if it's Pentair's product or if it's Hayward's product or if it's Jandy's product or if it's Intermat, it doesn't matter, okay? As a professional, when you have an opportunity to replace something, you should replace it with the best item or at least give the customer the option of being able to purchase, go, hey, here's good, better, best, and these are my two recommendations or my three recommendations, and this is why. This usually common would be like, oh, if I'm pulling out a clean and clear, I need to put a clean and clear in, or if I'm pulling out a Jandy, I need to put a Jandy in or a Hayward or whatever. No, that's not the case, man. If there's another product out there that is more that benefits the customer and can benefit you at the same time as well, if it might take a little bit of extra work to put it in, but the results speak for themselves and pay for themselves. And then now you elevate your game. 
And that's how you build the trust in the relationship with the customer because you are offering them the best solution at that time. And, and I want to stress again, it could be anybody's product. It doesn't matter. What matters is that it's the best solution and don't be stuck with a brand just because it's convenient. If it's not the best solution, then don't just stick to it and not give the option to the customer and say, hey, look, because if you can explain it to them and say, hey, this is going to save you money in the long run, it might not match everything perfectly, but who cares? Nobody looks at that. What matters is the results from it. And if you can provide that solution to them, that's how you elevate your game. And it just so happened to be it that Aquastar came out with a game-changing product and we've been preaching it now since they first came out, right? I put a smile on my face every time I start seeing all these trucks and out here in the valley too. I talked to all my brothers and sisters out here and I'm seeing them and all these aqua stars in the back of the truck, back of the trucks, back of the trucks getting replaced because dude, it's a win-win, man. You got an amazing product that performs better, that takes a smaller footprint and that saves us money as service professionals because it saves us time. And then to top it all off, it is so much safer. Why wouldn't you offer it to a client? It just doesn't make sense. I just absolutely loved it because it was like, I was watching the video and I'm like, oh, oh it stopped, man. And I started it over again and just, you see everything you see that filter there. That's what tells you that they're starting to make progress because John said, you have all these people that just stick to one thing, but now people are realizing there's something better that fits on that pad. And it's a matter of having what's right, what works well, and they've done an amazing job with that filter. So anyways, guys, I know that John, we're already kept you 10 minutes past what you needed to do. So Zach, let me get your final thoughts. I'll be quick with it. But today, I think the leader question was, my favorite one. That was a really good question. And I think if you listen to this episode, go back and listen again to what John was talking about, because there's so much good information in there that to continue to work on. That's really a lot of the very key things that you need to work on and implement into your leadership style to be able to become a successful leader. And like John said, if we could get superstars across the board, the potential is limitless. You can grow the biggest company out there. And that's the biggest, I think the biggest roadblock factor, whatever that as business owners that we really have to work on perfecting in order to scale your company, if that's what you're looking for. But other than that, hopefully we'll have some videos of the shop coming out soon. Some quick stuff, just some inside looks. And hopefully Monday morning will be, should be, but we'll be the pool boys at our new spot. Congratulations, brother. Mr. Flawless, final thoughts? That's it, man. I've talked a lot today. And again, look, this is an amazing question. And again, and I think it's probably the most important question. And I think this is what helps pave the way for everything. And it really truly determines whether or not how successful your business will be and how much fun you'll have while you're doing it. Because find that path become that respected leader. You'll never perfect it, but if you strive for it every single day and you try for it, I promise you the results will just be unbelievable in everything and apply it in everything. And it will definitely change you and change your business. And you will start to hit milestones and grow in ways that you never thought was possible. And you'll have an amazing time while you're doing it. And it all simply comes down to because you are treating people right. But either or, this is great stuff. I could talk about this for another, like I said, 15 hours because this is what I really get passionate about. Absolutely. Hey, big shout out to Mr. Joel Thompson out there. He's listening today. That's all I install now is those Aquastar 
filters. So big, big shout out. I think right. everybody's seeing it yeah. out there. Everybody's seen it. So anyways, Zach, John, I want to thank you, John. I know I need to get you out of here. So we will talk and everybody will be back live on Wednesday on the Instagram live. Everybody have a great weekend. This weekend is Mother's Day. Remember to spend some time with your mothers, especially all those of you that are lucky to still have them because once they're gone, it is very hard, my friends. So stay safe. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you on Wednesday. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for, PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry, a pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.